This podcast is brought to you by Cross Catholic Outreach. Last year, Cross Catholic Outreach provided over 30 million meals to families in need around the world. Join us in our global effort to reduce material and spiritual poverty. Learn more at crosscatholic.org/bless. Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code BREADBOX at checkout for 20% off at catholicsingles.com. Welcome to Holy Smokes Catholic Review, your weekly dose of good cigars and the good news. This podcast is brought to you by St. John Vianney Catholic Church in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Incensing the temple today, Father Scott Mansfield, pastor and former rock radio DJ, Tony Willemitis, the guy who knows everything, and Will Tapia, the guy who thinks he knows everything. Now, here's your host, Father Scott. Thank you, and welcome to the podcast. Okay, so we got the guys coming in a little bit. Tony should be here in a second, and then William, uh, we think, you know, maybe later on. Not sure about him these days. Uh, so we're going to have a, a cigar review, also play a game show, and then a few new surprises also. Did I mention we're going to have the cigar review? I think I did. So uh, game show, and then also we're going to uh, be talking later on about the uh, gospel text from the 22nd Sunday of Ordinary Time. All right? Very hip. All right, so uh, a couple of things. First of all, we need some more reviews, folks. Okay, so on uh, on iTunes, if you're an iTunes person, you can, you know, write a review. So we're like stuck at 46. I don't know. Is it the coronavirus? I don't know. So uh, we need some re- uh, reviews, some new reviews. So we'd like to have 86 or 106. That would be great. All right. Okay, so um, listen, uh, I watched uh, the uh, the new movie, the uh, the Fatima movie. Now, I'm a big fan of the Miracle of uh, Our Lady of uh, Fatima, which came out in 1954. Okay, it was a great movie. In fact, I watched it the other night, just for giggles. Hold on, I have to drink my coffee. Mm, So good. Okay, so um, now I love the old one, so I watched the new one. And uh, my friend Monsignor Doug Ron had watched it like three days prior and I asked him, how was it? He said, well, it was okay. You know, not sure it was worth the $20. So I watched it and he's right. It's just okay. Um, I'm not saying don't watch it. It's a beautiful story. Of course, we all believe in Fatima and the apparitions, don't we? Um, but as far as the movie goes, I think, uh, you know, the, uh, like the whole miracle of the sun, which I think in reality was maybe lasted like 15, 20, 30 minutes. But in the film, it's just a real brief sort of thing, and I think they downplayed it. So, uh, yeah, it's all right, you know. I don't know. Maybe you disagree if you saw it. But I wouldn't say not watch it. I would not tell you to not watch it. But it's just not, you know, it's okay. Yeah, it's just okay. So, uh, yeah, so uh, it's, uh, and it's, um, you know, because of the theaters and the pandemic, you can get it on 
I think if you have ITV or uh, is it ITV? Uh, also on, um, yeah, the, the I got it off of uh, the iTunes. Uh, come on, Tony's here. Okay. Come on in, Tony. I was just talking about the Fatima movie. I'm coming. Yeah. I watched the Fatima movie. I haven't seen it yet. It's okay. I was just saying okay. it. I was just it's explaining that it's great. okay. It's not the best? It's not the best. Well, not the best thing you've ever seen. Well, you seen. know, no, because, you know, like, okay, so when the sun appeared at Fatima, wasn't it like a 20 or 30-minute ordeal? Uh, it was a pretty significant thing, I think. Right. Because yeah, long enough to dry out everybody who was yeah, uh, so, drenched in, in rain. Right. So they, they this in the film, it's like a like a 30-second thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't so, really know. I I mean, I wasn't there. Um that might surprise. Uh, so anyway, you, you I, it was okay. It was okay. How I don't want to. I don't. I'm, like I just said, I, I I wouldn't say, I wouldn't tell anyone not to watch it. Yeah. Well, you know what's sad about like so many of those movies um, that are really great Christian or Catholic movies for that mm-hmm. matter is that they suffer a little bit on the production side. Well, because you know they don't. We don't have like millions yeah. and billions of dollars that Hollywood has, right? Um, and I mean, no doubt, like they're getting their money. They're getting their money from ticket sales, but they're selling their soul to the devil in the process, right? Yeah. So we're not selling our soul to the devil, and so we don't have as much money to go around for production right. costs. And and I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure who's telling the story or writing. You know, like maybe they're trying to like write the script so that it, you know, is more appealing to more people. I don't know. But you would think they would try and get some of that, those details mm. right. Mm-hmm. You know, in a movie like that. Now I I haven't seen the movie, so I don't really know. Well, watch it and then tell us next week what you think. Yeah, I'll try. I'll see what I can do. But I'm what, a pretty it, busy you know, guy. 20, it was 20 bucks. 20 bucks to watch the movie on Netflix or what? Well, I, I think I, I have ITV or is it? Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, like, I was wondering ITV. how you saw the movie because, you know, movie theaters are closed still. Yeah. You know, they're still closed. And, so, um, and iTunes, iTunes, I watch iMovies, you know. So. Okay. That's how they're making their money. Move, mm. Their movie That's money. Right. Use your movie words. money. Use your words there, pal. Yep. I'm using my words. Hey, uh, so uh, let's have a bet. How, who, how, uh, what else is going on? No, here's my, I have a bet. What's the bet? Who's going to take Will's spot tonight? No, no. My, hey, my um, bet, here's my bet. Okay. Okay, about five bucks says he doesn't show up. Well, you know, uh, well, okay, that's fair because I just heard that, uh, you know, he's working for Mickey's Manures. Mickey's Manures. And he's hauling driving, goat manure. He's driving truck. Uh, between, he's driving truck between... Um, <laughs> Los Lunas and uh, Las Cruces, mm-hmm. right? And I heard that he actually got pulled over. He got pulled over by a stater uh, because his manure wasn't pure. He didn't have pure manure. Oh, really? Yeah. And, yeah. And, oh, oh, really? No, it wasn't Do pure manure. No, it was. Uh, it was just a load of crap. That's <laughs> 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 pretty good one. That was. Good. I thought. No, I liked it. Hey, I got another one. I came up with this week, and I may. This may have just been my subconscious coming. Uh-huh. Um, if you commit, if a person commits mm-hmm. a mortal sin right. in a cemetery, mm-hmm. would that be a grave <laughs> sin? That would be a, uh, yeah, it'd be a grave <laughs> sin. Yeah. I, I, I get the punch, but yeah. There you go. See, it doesn't matter where. All right. So, at, so let's hope that, uh, let's hope that Will makes it past the stater that pulled him over for a load of crap mm-hmm. instead of pure manure mm-hmm. and uh, is able to join us before it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. I, hey, you know, the dudes, he's, he's got jobs and he's always doing something and, you know, driving truck, we, maybe. driving truck, loaded down and trucking. Yeah. Hey, uh, I have, uh, what else is going on well, uh, lately? What else you been up to? Well, 
Just working. Hey, uh, hey, you, hey, you know hey. what I did this weekend? Hey, hey, hey. You what? know what I did this weekend? I went I went down. You know, we have the McBee Minute featured on the podcast now. Mm-hmm. And we have some new exciting questions yeah. uh, for the McBee Minute. Surprises. Uh, sent to us from Donovan McBee. Shout mm-hmm. out. Well, he and his wife invited, and his four kids invited uh, Will and I. Because you were gone. You were indisposed. You were not able to come with us. Was I up in the mountains? You're up in the mountains. You're up in Cuesta. No. Castillo. Yeah. Well, Castilla. Above Castilla. Cuesta. Yeah, well, you were you were up in the mountains in the streams. You were you were you were uh, you were probably getting friendly with bears. And, I was up there about and, thirteen thousand um, feet. Probably. Yeah, 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 wearing um, wearing goat skin and and eating locusts, some kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Well, the McBees invited us over. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Donovan and his lovely wife Andrea. So did you and, and Will they, and they and they and they gave it. They served us dinner and we got did to play with the kids. Oh, it was great. It was absolutely great. What a delightful so, so, family. So answer the question. Did Will go? Will Will came to that. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. yeah Will came good. to that. That's he, good uh, that he's getting out. He was classically late, but um, that's the the millennial life, yeah. right? He had he, my, let, he, me he, guess, he, let me guess. He was 25 minutes late. Well, something like that. But, you know, he, he's always got things. You know, like these young people, they've got things. I remember when I was young and I had what things. things. They got things. You know what, what I mean? When things? you're young, you've got things. And then you, you know. Things. He's got nothing. I mean. I, I, I have I have either go to eat with the McBees or or sit at at my house. Like that's, those are my options. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my options. But you know these young twenty something millennials. Things, what things? They've got does he things. Have? They've like got what? things in there, and they're always doing things, and then they. But there's and a then pandemic. They have multiple things. That, so, Tony, so we went there's down a the, pandemic. So what let me <laughs> let me get back to okay. So I get get down the, and the McBee and 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 Mrs. McBee. She served us this wonderful Italian beef. Mm. Uh, dish so uh, for the main entree, and mm. um, we had a nice uh, salad mm. and um, and some uh, and some lovely wine, and, and it was just it was just delightful, it was just really delicious. And she made this she made this sourdough that she affectionately refers to as Tess. She gave it a name because I guess sourdough keeps perpetuating somehow. Like you use a portion of the sourdough to make bread or to make. She made coffee cake with it. And then, and then, and then the rest of the sourdough keeps multiplying. It is kind of like the tribbles, to, to take a reference to the podcast Trek. a couple of weeks ago, right? Like the, the just the sourdough just keeps perpetuating itself, mm-hmm. and in your stomach. Well, that too, maybe, but you know, uh, I guess it like never goes away. You can't, you don't always, you don't ever use it up. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really sure what the process is because I'm not a, a bread maker. Mm-hmm. I'm a dream maker. <laughs> so is this story going anywhere? Just, I just I'm wanted just, to give okay. a shout out to the McBees and their okay. kindness to us. I thought maybe there was like a build you know, up. And a, we we talk about people wanting to like maybe if, if anybody wants to come and grab a cigar with us or or um, you know give us some ideas for the show or even come and be on the show. Uh-huh. But we haven't said anything about people who might want to invite us over for dinner. We're happy to have that, you know. So. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, um, so yeah. I've noticed, uh, well, let's see, I noticed your yeah. Patriots are, are your, some of your Patriots are out practicing um, Here, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. Um, oh, yes. Are, is that right? Well, because, here, I got to give you your, here, catch this. Ready? Okay, so we, we got to get, to, see, Tony doesn't have his headphones now, so. Oh, I'm sorry. That was terrible. Yeah, no, wait, wait till you get to your mic. All we, I kind of hear something about Gronkowski something and 
Oh my gosh. Gronkowski. Gronkowski was running routes the other day. I noticed. Yeah. Um, and they had him mic'd up, and with the Tampa Bay Bucks, and then. Yeah. Um, when Wentz, uh, Wentz, ha, mm-hmm. ha, ha. when will um, your quarterback show up for work? Who? Tom Brady? Yeah. I haven't seen, is he practicing? Well, he's no longer a Patriot. So right, how but he's, is practicing, he... he's practicing with, the, with Tampa Bay. That's yeah, why Gronk. So how is he my quarterback if he's not long, no longer with really? my team? Are you one of those guys? You don't follow the, the player, you just follow the team. Look. I'm not even sure. Honestly, I'm not following the NFL this year. Yeah, well, there's, I know there's a lot of people in that boat. Like, you know, the professional sports have made decisions that have not been in favor of the fans. My father fought for this country in World War II and in Korea. All right? Mm-hmm. So, he was a true patriot. That's right. So he I'm not a, sure I'm watching. I'm not watching the he NBA. He was a true patriot. Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah, this, this, is, this is my gripe, right? Like, come on. I mean, and I've mentioned this to several people who know me who might even listen to this podcast. So forgive me for the redundancy, but you're making millions of dollars a year and you have no more gratitude yeah. for your job yeah. than to take time off from that job in, as some form of protest. Right. Come on, man. Like, right. you, your job, right. you. You're there to entertain the masses of people like myself mm-hmm. who, who, who work paying. their tails off every day for we, a, we, a, a smidgen of the paycheck that a professional athlete gets. And we buy merchandise, you know, we Absolutely. buy the, the, the sports merchandise. We pay for the tickets. Absolutely. The, 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 the hot dogs. That's right. That's right. Bit, right. That's right. So. Yeah. You're not there for yourself, bro. No. I'm sorry. You're not there for yourself. You're making millions of dollars and you're on TV. You're not there for yourself. You're there for the American people. And here's the beautiful part is if you understand this and, and, and whether you're, you're a professional athlete or whether you're serving uh, hamburgers out the um, drive through window at Wendy's, you have a role to play and it is essential, but you don't get to just up and, and forego your role in, in society because you have some kind of beef with politics. No. Play your role. Like if you have a job, go to it every day. And do it. Every day. And if you and do it. Absolutely. And do your job. Right? And, and, just, do, and, and do it just, proudly. And no, right. Do, but do, do it your proudly job. And, th- and gratefully. But just do your job. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's a turnoff. Like, okay, so when I was a kid, right? So younger person, um, this is when uh, Farm Aid was going along, you know, or, or I going remember on. Farm Aid, yeah. Remember Farm Aid? Yeah, it was back in like, you know. So so we would 80s. go see well, so we went to see John Mellencamp oh, and yeah. then Indiana guy. Yeah, yeah. And then there was somebody else. And and you know what? So I go to see a concert and I end up seeing uh, a whole political speech about Farm Aid. It's like, I didn't pay for this. No. I didn't pay for this. Just raise the money and give it to whatever cause. Exactly. Sing, do the music. And do the music. Just do the music. That's what I paid for. Absolutely. I didn't come to hear your political speech, right? I would agree. I would agree 100%. Right? So I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, you might disagree. The listener may disagree, but I'm sorry. Yeah, just just get back to work. Everybody just needs to get back to work. And here's the other thing. Here's my other rant as of late. Hold that thought. Yeah. You you want what? I'm holding the thought. Just go ahead. (laughs) I'm not going to get the thought. Go ahead. Just tell me. My other rant is why are we all avoiding work at all? Like, why are we, why is, why are we as a society? Viewing work mm-hmm. as something to be avoided. Like, we're all trying to figure out ways to not have to work. 
Now, that might sound like some kind of ideal. Well, like, when your unemployment check is bigger than your real check? <laughs> well, your COVID check? Dude, I'm serious. No, absolutely. I would agree. But, like, isn't it go, doesn't it go against Catholic social teaching well, goes to, against, to view work as something antagonistic to human dignity, antagonistic against, to the human fulfillment? It goes when, against human dignity. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know... Um, we were not created to sit around and make a lot of money by sitting around. We were no. not created for no, that. No, absolutely. We, we, were made, we were created to be creative, right? To participate in the exactly. creative process. Be productive. You know, to see our work, again, as part of an essential network of people. And, right. in our, and in America, this is a beautiful way that we can kind of see it come together, is that we all play a role. And I'm convinced that a number of young people, the young people that are out there protesting and burning things down, don't understand the role they get to play to build up this country. And so naturally they are resorting to burning it down, right? They're breaking it down, burning it down, destroying it because they haven't been given a vision for, for their ability or opportunity to build it up, to be a part of this beautiful project called a nation, right? And, and it really ties in well to our faith, to the body of Christ, to the concept of we all play a part, you know, now, work as part of that, you know, like work can provide us an opportunity to participate with the creator in the creative process. And even in my own work, I don't get to see the whole picture, your work, even you don't get to see the whole picture of the, the entire church and God's, you know, whole work of, of the church, but we all get to play some part, right? Some small part in a bigger schema, you know what I mean? And, and if we do that faithfully every day, day in, day out, then we can be assured that we're doing something that God has put in front of us to do, right? And we're adding to the positive building up of culture, of faith, of mm. whatever, society, you know? And St. Paul said, the one who does not work shall not eat. First Thessalonians, I believe. That's or maybe right. maybe Second Thessalonians. Right. I don't so we all have to do our part. We work together. And you're right. We're collaborate. When we work, we collaborate with God yeah. in his work. God is a worker. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Jesus was a worker. Joseph, yeah. his father was a worker. His, Absolutely. You know, uh, Joseph, the, you know, the foster father was a worker. Absolutely. Okay, and no so. doubt our Lord, our blessed Lord. That's what I'm saying. Got yeah. his hands dirty and he had blisters on his hands and he probably got sawdust in his eyes, you know, like I did today when I was, you know, ripping some plywood with a, with a circular saw like you always do, you yeah. know, because you can never get the goggles on, mm-hmm. right? And the splinters fly Did you up. do that? I did, yeah. I was, you know. I mean, it's good. It reminded me that, you know, um, that even our Lord worked and he probably worked hard, you know. Of course. Um, and so there's nothing to be ashamed of in doing that. Nothing to be ashamed of. In fact, now more than ever, we need people to um, to do to do hard work. No, right? but it's good for the psyche because at the end of yeah. the day, you look at yourself in the mirror and said, you know what? I did good today. I Absolutely. was productive. I produced fruit today. Absolutely. And you know, it, if you look in the mirror and say, well, I did nothing today. Oh, I can't you know? imagine. How, how does that do? What does that do for your ego? Yeah. My dad would be over in one corner of the mirror in ghost form, like mm, yeah. haunting me. Right? <laughs> Seriously, though. He would be. What did you do? To, look at yourself uh, in the mirror shoot. and say, what did you, okay, what did I do today? Yeah. 
Okay, I did this A, B, yeah. and C, and yeah. you know, and like, wow, I did a good thing. And if you're, you know, if and and if you're um, one in the position to provide, right? What a great way to be able to also provide, you know, to to uh, mimic or not mimic? How do you say? Uh, resemble the Creator, mm-hmm. right? To resemble the Creator in your providence for whomever it is that you're providing. Now, I have a special, you know, place in my heart for those many men who are fathers and they're providing for their families. Um, they're doing a special work by, by, you know, slugging it out every day, even when they don't want to. What a beautiful thing they're doing for their families mm-hmm. to provide. They're being just like God the Father. Yeah. You know. Hey, can I uh, switch gears? Yeah, switch here? gears. So, uh, and this is important, you know, and I know that we're trying to stay away from politics, but let me just say this, okay? So the president, the person running against the president, okay, and mm-hmm. it's no secret. Yeah. This person is... Uh, not only uh, in you know Catholic, but yep. uh, but pro abort, okay, yep. pro choice, yeah, two antag, yeah, two and supports, antithesis, yeah, supports late term abortion and his running mate, okay. So this uh, uh, you know has fueled a lot of fire and and, and uh, debate and so on. So uh, there's those who will say, well, you know, abortion is just one of many issues. And it's true. There's many issues. There's the issue of, um, you know, uh, the, what's going on on the border. Yeah. There's the issue of the elderly. There's the, the economy. Uh, you just go down the list. There's many yeah. issues. There's a lot. Okay. But let's ju- I just want to remind everyone that abortion, okay, the life of the baby in the womb is a preeminent issue. Okay. There's, Absolutely. There's no issue. Is that, is that Will? It's Anthony. Anthony? Yeah, Anthony Redfield. Hey. Yeah. Have a seat. Oh, here. Look, come on in. They must have, I'll bet you know, you know what I think happened, Padre, is um, after after Will got finished with the stater that pulled him over um, between Las Cruces and Las Lunas, I'll bet Anthony came and had to uh, pick up William. Hey, are you going to, I don't, do you see a micro, do you see a cable hooked up to that microphone? So get the microphone cable, William. (laughs) Okay, let's use our brains here, Lovey. Okay, now get that, and you're going to plug it in, and then we're going to talk to you, okay? <laughs> See, we can't. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to... That's okay. We haven't, we haven't covered anything important, really, anyway. Father, so was anyway just, Father was just ranting about his political... Well, yeah, no, I'm not right. talking about my political views. I'm just saying that abortion is a preeminent... Yeah. You know, that the issue of life is preeminent. It is, absolutely. So we cannot uh, compare the other issues to the life of the baby in the womb, right? And I, I feel like this came out in a, in a encyclical or, or, or a letter, rather, from... Uh, well, oh, smokes. What there was that? we go. Oh, that was yeah, you that was just, my, that was just I lost $5, by the way. I, I bet $5 you wouldn't show up. He did, yep. I yeah, he lost have. $5. Hi, Anthony. How do we know Anthony? Do I know Anthony? Yeah, you've met him before. He smoked cigars with us. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, Anthony, yeah, right, right. Absolutely. In mass here. Yep, Anthony and You know his. what I forgot to do today? What did you forget to do? Bring today? a cigar. Of course you did. Yeah, so hopefully <laughs> hopefully you guys brought cigars. So Anthony, by the way. Did is, you bring a cigar? Yeah. I forgot my, gosh, my cigar. Why are you interrupting I'm me? I'm sure I'm sure you'll find some. I here. was so ha- excited to get to Joe Pasta House to eat some pasta that I forgot the cigar. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, hey, listen. Can dine yeah. inside. Hey, you know our friend Edwina? Uh-huh. Um, so check this out. She makes these now. Their T-shirts. Oh, yeah. nice. With with uh, script on them that I can't yeah. see from here. Holy smokes! Catholic Review. It's our logo. Oh, nice. Yeah. Now oh, I nice. talked. I talked about this last That's week. That's pretty cool. Okay, so flip it around. Is there something on the back or no, just on the front? It's, it's blank. Sweet. That's nice. It's very stylish. It's good color too. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice color. Right? Shout yeah. out to. Are we going to sell those? Those going to be like, <laughs> or do we just wear them when we're on the podcast? <laughs> Who's going to buy them? <laughs> <laughs> 
So <laughs> I just want to mention real quick what? a shout out to Anthony Redfield, who just joined us, who's going to join us for a cigar later. He's married to MJ, and they have a beautiful newborn right? named yep. Tobias. That's right. Yeah, so uh, shout out and congratulations to them as they begin to start their family. Yeah, I thought I would bring the better Tony to this podcast. So welcome, Anthony. Yeah, I don't know. He also, by the way, does not listen to our podcast. I should mention (laughs) that. He's in the he's in the Joe he's in the Joe Baltz category. Yeah, we got got, got the father Joe Baltz category. The guy with brains. Holy smokes! Yeah. Yeah, right. Hey, I okay, got a so, game. I got a game. Okay, we're gonna get to your game, but you did you you were just mentioned, I wanted to finish my thought about. <laughs> oh, it's good to be back, boys. I wanted to be. I wanted to be. be I wanted to finish my thought about your thought about <laughs> how important it is to vote um, with a, a, a very how do you say prominent understanding of or, or or an understanding of how prominent the issue of abortion is, and it came out by the way in a letter from the U.S. bishops several years ago mm-hmm. and it was something about voting i forget mm-hmm. the name of the letter do you recall this at all uh, yes i do and i they, don't know they, the name of the letter but i recall the letter yeah the letter had to do with american voting as catholics and it and the bishops themselves said believe it or not that abortion is a preeminent issue right um the the issue of life right and you know and mother Teresa, of course you know has that great phrase that if unless you pra- protect life in the womb you won't you know you won't be protecting other life at any other stage right so we have to protect it at its most right. vulnerable initial stage and if we do that then we'll get the rest of the life issues correct for those of you who would say i don't know if any of our listeners would say this but for those out there who would say that you know it's like a seamless garment argument that says all life is precious and it's not just the life in the womb you've got no. Well, and that's true. That's a true it statement. It is true. All life is precious, but you have to start with a protection of life in the womb or well, else you'll get my, all the other thing, wrong. Okay, if you don't care the about the baby in the womb, then why would you care about the elderly? Right. Why would you care yeah, about that? That's the what immigrant? Mother Teresa was saying. Uh, by the way, there's a really great, uh, in homiletic and uh, pastoral review, uh, one of our priests, uh, mm-hmm. Father Irby Nichols, uh-huh. wrote an excellent article, The Intentional Killing of an Innocent Human Being is the Worst Sin. Wow. So this was from September 4th, 2019, if you want to look it up. Yeah. It's a great Good. article that explains the whole thing. Yeah, cool. Awesome. awesome. Yep. Wise words, Padre, yes, as always. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, so. Are we going to jump into a trivia? Game show time, baby. Okay. Okay, this is a TV commercial a slogans trivia. Okay, now these are old slogans as well as new slogans. If we can't answer, can Anthony can Anthony, Anthony is, be our phone a friend? Anthony is uh, uh, free is he like to a answer. phone a friend. Yeah. Okay. okay, you ready? Some of these are old, and Will, of course, being so young and inexperienced, he would maybe not know them. So we'll see. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I'm not an old crusty. <laughs> <laughs> hey now. Okay, you ready? Don't finish that. <laughs> okay, number one, it's finger licking good. Oh, it's KFC. That's very good. Did yeah, you know they're dropping chicken. the finger licking good, by the way? Oh, yeah, during COVID. I heard yeah. about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, okay like, number, number two. Yeah, they discourage people from I licking thought, fingers during COVID. But don't you eat chicken with your fingers? <laughs> yeah. Typically. Yeah. I don't say anything about other people's fingers. Though. Let me just say that. So, <laughs> Just wash your hands good to be before back. you eat the... <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Number two, eat fresh. Subway. Wow. wow, that's yeah, a good one. What? Number three. Remember, not... I worked there. Wasn't that one of the jobs you guys yeah, gave no, me? Yeah, no, no. Uh, you never worked at Subway. No, I don't think you ever. You know where you're Subway. working now? Wasn't right? I a bread maker at Subway or something? No, like you're that? today. You're, not, you're working now at uh, Mickey's Manures. That's right. Oh, Driving really? Truck. Yeah. yeah. Well, you heard about how I finished that last week, right? How I got that job? 
Because I got to put up with both of your stuff <laughs> all day. Wow, I'm hurt. I'm wounded. <laughs> Just saying, I got the job. Was no, that's put in. that's uh, my, that's offensive. I was a shoe. You're we not, we heard that woke. we heard that you got pulled over tonight uh, on the road for not having pure manure. And then it was just a load. No, no, of, it was just a load. That's of, not true. I forgot to close the back hatch and was dumping it all. <laughs> no, but go ahead, finish your punch. <laughs> it was just a load of crap. Oh, I hate all right. that. I'm gonna leave, guys. Next I'll one. See you guys outside. <laughs> Number three. Ready? Not yeah. sorry. Not, not sorry. sorry. Not sorry. Huh. It's a candy. Not sorry. Not I don't know. sorry. Reese's. Reese's, what? Yeah, not sorry. That must be an old slogan. No, no, it's brand new. It's not never, breaking off a piece of that Reese's new. bar. No. No, no, this is new. Not sorry. Okay, ready? Let's get um, cat. Number four, the banquet beer. Oh, that's... Uh, um, Pabst that Blue Ribbon. No, you're so... Coors Light. Coors. That's mm, Coors. Coors. Really? Oh, uh, Anthony knew that. What year was that, though? Anthony knew that. You didn't call a friend. I mean, you... you I should have right phoned there. a friend, yeah. So wait, so wait, but, but what year was that, though? Banquet beer? It's, it's yeah. new. It's, yeah, it's current. Because I thought of, the current one was like as crisp no, as the Rockies. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's been that around. goes back at no, least that's Coors Light. You understand that Father Scott's stuck in like the 70s, yeah. Yeah. right? Hey, <laughs> man, what about that MASH TV show? How about that? How about that Frank Sinatra? Am I right? <laughs> you know why? Because you know why I'm stuck in, in here old we go. Because today, there's nothing <laughs> worth watching. <laughs> that's your TV opinion, nowadays right. stinks, let's face it. It's the worst. <laughs> Tell me when a good... Well, that's a left turn. When was the last time a good movie came out? I'm just asking, when? 98% of the films that have been released in the past 20 years are trash. Well, I mean, Okay, Boomer. Yeah. Okay, yeah, ready? Yeah. Like, like a rock. That's uh, Chevy. Uh, Chevy. There you go. Yeah. I was That's thinking Chevrolet. of candy again. I was like, is that Skittles? I feel okay, like I break ready? my teeth yeah. on Skittles. Here's an oldie. You'll know this, Tony. Yeah, San Tony. Francisco treat. Yeah, we we ate this no idea. on regular occasions. The San Francisco treat. What is it? Rice-a-roni. There you go. Um, yeah, here's a, here's another oldie. It's slow good. Slow, slow cooking? Good. It's slow good. Slow good. Slow yeah, good. No I got nothing on that. No idea. Heinz ketchup. Hmm. Yeah, I kind of uh, remember that. Number eight, take a, it takes a licking and keeps on ticking. It's Timex. Yeah. Timex watch. You kidding? You don't know that? <laughs> Dude, where have you been? You were I don't know. Sorry. He just... <laughs> He's, he's a like, millennial. He's like he, 19 years old. He scoffs at the uh, <laughs> at the. Uh, okay, here's a new one. Yes. Here's a here's a current one. Ready? Okay. It's the quicker picker upper. Uh, Swiffer or whatever. No. no. For quicker picker upper, isn't it? It's a quicker picker. No, upper. it's bounty. It's bounty. Oh, bounty, bounty paper right. towels, and that. Yeah, yeah none yeah. of these are modern, dude. You understand that you're living in a different era. That one is still current. <laughs> this they is, still this use that. This explains a lot of they what's going on. They still use the quicker <laughs> yeah. picker upper. Okay, now here's an old one. <clears throat> the Uncola. That's Pepsi. No, you're wrong. That's Yahoo. Pepsi is cola, you idiot. That's Yahoo. That's um, Mr. Sprite. Seven no. Up. Seven Up. It's the Uncola. Seven Up. Wow. Yeah, did you ever? <laughs> Terrible, you guys. <laughs> oh, shoot. Didn't they have it? Didn't Seven Up do um, a more, like a, a little edgier campaign one? It was like. Like give seven up to your loved one, 
So it was, it was, it was called the 7-Up Yours campaign. It must have been when no, I wasn't I'm not watching. even joking. It's a real deal. I feel like you're conflating that with the Coca-Cola <laughs> names can. <coughs> okay. Where people collect Coke cans with their yeah. names on it. Okay, so what do you... All right, you got some... Okay, good trivia, by the way. Thank um, you very much. That was decent trivia. I was just telling... I've heard them, better. Uh-huh. I was telling Father that we, you yeah. and I, will um, yes. had a delightful dinner with the McBees down yes. in Las Lunas. Yep. This past weekend, mm-hmm. and um, so shout out to them for their hospitality and kindness, and fun. for the delicious food that we ate. Yes, Man, awesome food, so good. Beautiful house, beautiful family. Yeah. Uh, it was a it was a great time for sure. So well, so um, you know, of course, we talked to the um, the author of the McBee Minute, and he sent us three more questions for the McBee Minute. Wow, what is going on over there, Father? It's my chair. Yeah, it's my chair. I moved my chair. So people always say. So these are, um, these are, again, these are questions that you, you know, can reveal a little bit of your character uh-huh. and, um, okay. and kind of, re- re- you know, rely more on personal preference than anything else. <laughs> Uh-oh. Are you sure you want to ask, you want to ask me these questions, Tony? Yeah. Should I, I be asking you these questions? Well, we'll, we'll find out. Okay. Okay. So question number one, when you're ready for it, by location... Or relocation, or private, I'm sorry, <laughs> relocation. Yeah, let's I just it right spoiled it. <laughs> okay, let's try again. By location or private revelation. Would you rather receive the gift of by location or the gift of a private revelation? By location. Yeah, I think by location. Yeah, I'm a by, lo- I'm a by location vote too. What do you say, Anthony? By location, by location it is for all four of us. Because I could be working and playing golf at the same time. <laughs> that sounds more that's fun. Not, that is not how by location works. Okay, next question. Rolling stones or rolling rock? Rolling stones? Are you kidding? Come on, yeah, rolling or, the, or rolling rock beer? Yeah. Rolling, rolling stones. stones. For sure. I really? Agree. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. I have a, there's a special place in my heart for rolling rock beer. I think yeah. that's, it came out when yeah. I was in college, so I drank a fair share. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've never seen the Rolling Stones. I have. They're okay. Twice. They're kind of before my era. No. Nope. Had a couple good They're songs. Great. Okay. Had a couple good songs. Keep going. A couple of good songs? Yeah, there's like a couple. Me? The They're Beatles fair. or a Beatle? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good one. The Beatles or a Japanese <laughs> a literal, Beatle? Or a literal, a literal <laughs> Beatle. Okay, so here's the last one for the McBee Minute. Peter, Paul, and Mary or Crosby, Stills, and Nash? Oh, easy. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. <laughs> uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary did Puff the Magic Dragon. That was a great song. Which I song. love. That's a great song, but it's all about uh, hallucinating on mushrooms. Really? Yeah, Puff oh, the Magic. You're ruining my childhood, Really? Man. Puff the Magic Dragon. What did you, what did you possibly think that could have meant other than I, that, Tony? It was about a dragon. It was really nice. No, it was those, really nice. They formed a relationship to a boy. And they, they, were, they were having a trip when they wrote that. Oh, man. Dude, they were hanging out with Timothy Leary. Do I have to throw away that VHS yeah. tape? Puff the Magic Dragon. The heck? That's a good one. That's a it's beautiful. a great song, but uh, yeah. So What do you say, Will? Yeah, I'd say Crosby, Stills, Nash. I think yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't even know what songs they sing, but I'm pretty sure I might agree with you. Yeah. Hey, uh, so in addition to the McBee Minute, I'd also like to introduce you, at least for a trial run this week, to um, a new segment mm-hmm. continuing on in the um, the preferences or finding more about you, um, which I which is a little segment I call Joe's Juxtapositions. They're from my friend right. Joe. 
Okay, Joe, Joe Ryan. He's, so your, your friends he's are my, just, he's my guy. How, <laughs> how long have I been gone? There's all these sub segments and all this kind Nobody of stuff. So check his, these out. Like his friends are taking over the show. I know, right? In, well, that's in okay. three weeks' time, we won't even so, be a part of this. Anymore. Let me explain. Let me yeah. explain. So Joe kind of was getting a little bit jealous. He's, uh, you know, he listens to the podcast uh-huh. faithfully, and, uh-huh. and he's getting a little jealous of of Donovan and Mr. McBee, and mm-hmm. he thought, man, you know, like mm-hmm. I could come up with some clever, clever. Um, you right. know, juxtapositions as well. So okay. these are Joe's juxtapositions. All right, let's, and, let's do it. And in honor of Father Scott, we're going to start off with a little bit of a golf. Okay. Um, a golf questionnaire. Golf questionnaire. Do you play golf, Will? Uh, have you ever no. played? I mean, have you played golf? No, he no I've, I've hit a ball with a golf club, but I would not yeah. call it playing wow. golf. Okay, well, some of these may not apply to I hit him, to I hit William with a he golf club. He almost did. Really? He almost did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I've told this around the podcast. I don't think I've ever I, heard I, I went almost, through the club and it went whizzing past his Literally head. almost. You guys, wait a minute. You guys played golf together? No. No, no. I, I would just oh. drive the cart and smoke cigars. Yeah. And I threw a temper tantrum. out. Did this happen when I was in Hawaii? Yeah. No. No, yes, it was. You were in yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, you are yeah, so that's right. Yeah. lying. No, it was you were in yeah. Hawaii. Oh, yeah. How come I never got invited to these? Anthony, do you like play you golf? I definitely did. Do you play golf, Anthony? Have you ever played golf? No? Okay. Well, apart from the podcast, we really don't like to hang out with you. That's well, that's true. true. Okay, so uh, there's a couple of golf questions here. So, uh-huh. okay. um, all right. So we'll ask one that applies to both of uh-huh. you then. Okay. We're, uh-huh. Miniature golf. Oh, please. Or putt-putt. What do you, what do you, aren't those exactly the no, same? No, they're things? not. They're not necessarily they're not. the same. They're not. Okay, help me out. No, so, they're not. And I'll tell you. Tell mini- us the difference. Miniature golf, because miniature golf, it's whole, putt-putt is, it was like, uh, you know, um, kind of like cookie cutter courses. They're all the same around the country. And they, they really took away the, the miniature golf had the, you know, the, the, the fair, the wheel with the, you know, the, 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 the you know, right? Uh-huh. Kind of as a connoisseur sure. With the lion's mouth apparently. that opened up. Putt-putt didn't have any of that. Yeah. Putt putt was boring compared to miniature. Yeah. One 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 uh, uh, one had more of a formatic, you know, right. formulaic uh, structure to and it. Miniature the other golf. One every miniature golf course was different. True. The putt putts around the country, they were all the same. The same layout, the same colors, the same everything. That's true. I'm not sure if you're using the terms correctly, but I think that's true. What do you mean? I'm not. What do you mean? I'm I not feel like using... putt putt was. I thought putt putt had to do with like the. The you know the windmill and no all. no that's miniature golf with the okay. windmill and I'm, the lion's mouth and I'll the clown. Take your and word for that. it. Well, Will, have you ever done either? Yeah, so I, I played putt putt before it closed down here, and okay. then uh, I'm just thinking throughout. Yeah, I think I made. I guess I guess at what Hinkle? I think that would yeah. classify as like miniature golf, right? So yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I really have vague memories of memories of both. So. Okay, mm-hmm. all um, right. So yeah. um, another question. Mm-hmm. This now that we wait, you know, we're going to get into golf terms here, uh-huh. so. I don't want to By the way, you know they're building a top golf. That's yeah. I, I've I've played top golf. Once was enough. Really? Yeah. You don't like it? No. Why not? No, because he's a boomer. Of course, he's gonna no, hate it. No, no, go go. You know, no. It's just come on. Well, who wouldn't like beer and nachos while you're you driving you go, your go range? Go and enjoy. Okay. It. All right. So back to golf. Uh, okay. A couple questions here, real mm-hmm. quick. Um, would you rather play the epic St Andrews uh, course in Scotland, mm-hmm. or would you rather play Pebble Beach, designed by Jack Nicklaus in well, that's Florida? A good question. That's so Florida. Pebble Beach is in California. That's I've what I meant to say, California. What would you say? And this is not because of the merits of either one of the courses. Sure. But I would take Scotland because it's Scotland. Yeah. And then once you finish that golf game, 
Hit up the pubs, man. That's it. Go well, yeah, put a, I, slap I on take, a kilt. Exactly. Hit up the pubs. Because okay. it's St. Andrews. I mean, you know, you it's St. Andrews. Okay. Come on, you know. All right. So St. Andrews is the original, right? Yeah. All right. So another question. Would you rather, uh, if you are going to golf, would you rather be driving a cart or would you rather be getting exercise and walking with your equipment? Please, bro. <laughs> Taking the <laughs> Come on, take in the cart. You can't oh, yeah, as much as I like exercise, the cart is All sweet. right, all right. Okay, final question for Joe's juxtapositions this time around. Um, if you are going to uh, play with uh, play play golf, are you, are you going to use the like the traditional wooden drivers, you know, like that, that kind of date back to uh, the why, origins why? Of, of, of golf? Or would you, would why, you rather have a brand new set with like graphite and metal really? And, really? and the whole nine yards? Would <laughs> you rather have like the brand new Callaways or would you rather have something from like what is this? 20 the years 1920s ago? 1920s that was whittled by... Uh, Are you kidding? Yeah. By the way, my, my vote personally is I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of the modern technology. I'm an old school dude. Okay, fine. I you, golf better with older equipment. Oh, good. So I you really can, do. You got there and hit your drive 125 yards. <laughs> hey, the rest of with, at least full, it'll stay on the fairway. With full wood instruments, clacking your wood teeth over it'll there. It'll totally drinking. stay on the fairway. Would you rather have? Would you have a rather? Are have you wood, telling me you're no, really you a fan have, of this new stuff? Would you rather have okay, like uh, porcelain implants or wooden teeth, like uh, you know George Washington? <laughs> yeah, go on, Tony. Come on. I just really don't like modern technology. I'm not. I'm not a fan of modern technology. Yeah. I like the old stuff. It, I work. It, okay. As, would you as, rather as have... he wears headphones, talks through a microphone, and took a right. car to get here? That's all I'm saying. Whatever. I mean, I'm sorry. I had to. I had to adjust the tin. That's all I'm saying. I'm, <laughs> I had to adjust the tin can just so now. So you though. want the 70? You want the you want the 96 inch? Uh, you know HD? Uh, no. Uh, or do you want? Okay. So you want the black and white RCIA? Absolutely. Tube TV. Much more humane. In fact, I don't even have a TV. So jokes on you. <laughs> All right, that's all I got for okay. now. Hey, well, that's that's a great segue into our next bit, Will's Wisdom, where I just share my own <laughs> wisdom for the next 30 minutes and nice. just insight into oh. my mind. <laughs> oh, poor Anthony has to sit here and listen to all this. All right, hey, it's that time for some... He's not laughing, if you notice. He hasn't been laughing this entire time. He's but like, he when are they done? 30 minutes of dead air is what I'm... <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so... Boo. Time for tobacco. Time to, yeah, yeah, tobacco interview time. I mean, tobacco time. <laughs> smoke cigars you wish your girlfriend would okay uh i have nothing oh my gosh i <laughs> dude i'm you sorry are ridiculous I'm this sorry. is like the third uh, week in a row where you introduced the segment because and i went even... i went to total wine and guess what i bought two boxes of padrones oh guys this is so ridiculous. i have nothing i'm sorry i'll, I'll get around to it all right it's great because there's a lot of things that have changed since the last time i was on this podcast and a lot of things that are just the same yeah right well, while Will's looking up some information for his tobacco review, let me uh, go ahead and throw out that I am still recommending the CAO Amazon Basin, which mm. I brought uh, multiples yeah. of so for you guys to try out, and I'm interested to see oh, you're right. what you. you have to do, uh, what you have to say rather about those cigars. I picked up um, a Bellicoso mm. Oliva V um, series. It's not the Milano. Um, and what I discovered about the Bellicoso Oliva V series is that it's short and it more or less has most of the taste notes. I definitely prefer the uh, Milano to just the average uh, Oliva V, but the Oliva V is still a solid smoke. Recommend, um, or re- recommend the V, although if you can afford it, just go ahead and get the Milano. In addition to that, I also smoked uh, just this uh, past weekend when I was with Will. I smoked the Rocky Patel Decade. Mm. And while it was a decent box press cigar, 
I did not like it. I wish I had my Milano instead, no. honestly. Yeah, a little spicy and just, it wasn't just, just wasn't everything it was, I thought it would be cracked up to be. It was a 92 point cigar on the Cigar Insider and Cigar Aficionado rather. And um, yeah, it didn't impress me. Didn't impress me as a 92 point cigar. Kept so, going out on you and kind of kept going like out on me. Didn't yeah. burn really evenly, and and it was just yeah, it just didn't really have much impressive quality to it, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to smoking those Amazon basins tonight with you guys. Okay, sweet. I'm looking forward to it too, especially since he forgot a cigar. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> looking forward to it more now. Um, so I was trying to look up the exact cigar that I had um, recently purchased from Total Wine, and I think it's the Monte Cristo Monte. Um, Again, available at Total Wine. Really killer. I, I, you know, I know we talk a lot about the uh, Monte Cristo Figurado, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, just what a killer and fantastic cigar that was. Um, personally, I don't know that I've smoked a Monte Cristo that I have not liked. It has not been a high quality cigar that has not yeah. burned great, been great tasting. And so this Monte Cristo uh, Monte was definitely in line with that. I didn't write anything down as far as tasting notes, and I saved the wrapper, which I left on my desk back at the house, but absolutely fantastic. Um, definitely, um, you know, leans leaning more towards, like, the Maduro flavor. Um, not quite probably as spicy as maybe what Tony um, had had, um, but definitely up there in terms of spice. Absolute killer cigar. I don't know if it's available at our other favorite spots, but, um, yeah, again, I purchased mine at Total Wine, the Monte Cristo Monte. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, Looking next forward. week I'll have something. Maybe. Okay. Uh, I'll we'll take, well, you're going to end up having the Amazon Basins that's, to review, if right. nothing else. That's right. All right, so who has the gospel? I got it pulled up. up. All right, I got it pulled up. Are you ready? So this is the uh, Gospels, Matthew 16, 21 through 27. This is from the 22nd Sunday of Ordinary Time. Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer greatly from the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed and on the third day be raised. Then Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. God forbid, Lord, no such thing shall ever happen to you. He turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are an obstacle to me. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What profit would there be for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Or what can one give in exchange for his life? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in his Father's glory, and then he will repay all according to his conduct. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, there we go. Hmm. Praise to you. (laughs) Yes, praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I I got the uh, response wrong. I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. So Tony, let's dive into I, this. Uh, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a minute here to What? Uh, yeah. Well wh- why don't we start off by talking about what you uh, talked about in your homily from this weekend, Padre. Well I kinda focused on uh, you know, the, the converse this dialogue between Jesus and Peter. And uh, I, I started with the question I asked the question, well, was Jesus speaking to Peter? Was he calling Peter Satan? Or was he speaking to the Satan who had been influencing Peter and especially at that moment? Okay, to lead Peter to think in a way that was just not godly, right? It was earthly. You know, it was, mm-hmm. it was, you know, because think about it. Peter was, had this idea, as did the other disciples, that, you know, Jesus was going to send the throne and, 
raise up the armies of Israel and I guess wipe out all the enemies and Peter would be his his uh, number one advisor and, and his right-hand man and the other guys would all rule with Jesus, you know? Such a rosy picture, but then when Jesus began to real or reveal something totally different, wait, wait whoa, what's this? You know, you're, yeah. you're going to be what? This is not the plan. It's not what I had in mind. Mm-hmm. And it caused him to pause, you know? Yeah, and then, I mean, it's, it is. It's it's such a an interesting dialogue, right? Because, um, so Christ is, and we've talked about this before, but how he's constantly trying to prepare his disciples for what they're going to see, the scandal of the cross, right, on that Good Friday in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. But and didn't so, he prepare them when he, when mm-hmm. he was, uh, the, the transfiguration was a, to strengthen Absolutely. them? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the transfiguration, as they're on their way to Jerusalem when this happens, right? Um, all this kind of thing, and constantly in the three years of, of Jesus's ministry, in the three years of Jesus performing miracles on the side of the road, healing the blind, uh, raising the dead from, from the grave, all this kind of stuff, constantly we are reminded and also his disciples are reminded about the kind of death that he will suffer again, right? To, to prepare them for what they're going to see. They're going to see this person that they put all their faith in. A lot of them have left their jobs, have left solid work, have left families, friends, all this kind of thing to follow this guy into the desert for three years. And so he's preparing them for what they're going to see. So the cross doesn't seem quite as scandalous. And so again, here in the beginning of the gospel, Jesus is laying out exactly what's going to have to happen. I'm going to have to go to Jerusalem, suffer greatly. The elders, the chief priests, the scribes are going to kill me. And, but on the third day I'll be raised. So wait. So he's telling them all this important, important stuff. Um, and yeah, I mean, you're right, father Scott, the the reaction of Peter. And I find it's interesting actually what Matthew says, because it wasn't just like, Oh, Peter questioned or Peter doubted or Peter had, you know, um, not enough faith, right? He doesn't say anything like that. He says, Peter rebuked Jesus. So it was a, oh, yeah, right. It was a different response, right? It, it was, it was almost, I mean, the, the way it's written is almost as if Peter's kind of scolding Christ for suggesting that he would be taken to Jerusalem and killed. Like, oh, you really shouldn't say that kind of thing. God forbid anything would happen. Right. Right. But my question is, is, uh-huh. is, 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 is he concerned about Jesus or is he concerned about himself in that moment? It's honestly, that's a, it's a great insight. Cause it's probably a mixture of both, right? Probably we would hope that, you know, that, it, that, primarily concerned about Jesus and about Jesus being killed and all this kind of stuff. But like you said, I mean, Peter had had a successful fishing business right before. Uh, We've talked before on this podcast about, you know, um, guys who were fishermen during that time, they were well to do. They were not poor, got Mm -hmm. poor men, right? Peter had a family. He had all this kind of stuff and to leave it all, leave it all behind in his thirties. Right. Or maybe Peter's a little bit older, but anyway, uh, like, before he was middle-aged, before he had like all this kind of savings and wealth and things like that, right? To leave it all and just go follow this guy into the desert for three years. So you're exactly right. I mean, maybe it's a little bit of self, um, self-preservation self that's motivating him to, to but, but, rebuke but, Jesus. Okay, but my question is, did they leave everything, their, their business and their families to follow Jesus, believing that, you know, this was going to be a very profitable, you know, uh, 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 adventure, right? This was going to be something that was going to, to, you know, was going to bring them, you know, 40 or 50 or a hundred fold, you know, profit, you know, monetarily. And, and they would, you know, in popularity and honors and the whole bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. You see, you follow me. Mm-hmm. So when Jesus began to reveal, no, this is not how it is, Well, wait, this is not the plan. I left everything for this. Wait a second. So, you know, there, you see a bit of, I think, you know, some selfishness, well, maybe more than some, but a lot of selfish, 
selfishness in the person of Peter saying, wait, this is not the plan. I, I left everything. I mean, didn't they ask the question at some point? It's written in scripture, right? We've left everything to follow you. Yeah. Right. So they're wondering all along. Wait. So, you know, what's in it for us? Yeah. And then when Jesus begins to reveal, uh, uh, you know, the, the, his plan. Okay. Then, whoa, wait a second. This is, you know, and I mentioned uh, in the homily this weekend as followers of Christ, when we are baptized or when we're confirmed, what if the Lord, you know, were to show us the Holy Spirit were to show everybody at their confirmation, their whole life from that moment forward as a follower of Christ. Okay. And, uh, you see all the good things, graduation. Okay. You see, uh, get a job, have kids, right. Uh, vacations, you see all the good things, but then when the Lord begins to show you the not so good things, right? Cause when you see all the good things, you say, I'm in, right? This is great. But when you begin to see the not so good things, the persecution that comes besides and the sacrifices and having to say no to things that you want to say yes to and yes to things you don't want to say no to, or right. you, you don't want to say yes to, you want to say no to, uh, wait, whoa, right? And when mm-hmm. you start to see the cross, you're like, I'm not sure about this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, so it, when Jesus so- showed Peter the cross, whoa, wait a second. Yeah. Yeah. That ab- makes sense? Absolutely. And I think, I think probably the second part of the gospel is lending itself to what you're talking about, right? Because in the second part of the gospel, um, then Jesus goes on and says, you have to, you have to pick up your cross. So it's not even just prepare my, you know, prepare for my death and my resurrection. He's like, you, Peter, (laughs) you disciples, uh, will have to pick up your own cross, deny yourself. And then he uses an interesting phrase that I think may lend itself to what you're talking about. So he says, what would it profit a man to gain the whole world, but lose his soul in the process? Mm -hmm. Right. What would it profit a man, um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I think exactly what you're saying is that it does, um, it does lend itself a little bit to our humanity, you know, is that, is that, and again, right. The, the life of the Christian is not all peaches and cream and roses no. and all this kind of stuff and apparitions and miracles and people no. rising from the dead. Those are wonderful and venerable and holy parts of our faith. But, you know, there's, there is desolation Absolutely. The desolation of the cross, the desolation of the agony in the garden and sacrifice sacrifice. I mean, there is no Easter Sunday without the crucifixion happening three days prior to that. Right. And, and even apart from that, I mean, you know, I mean the, 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 the passion, the scourging, the, you know, the starvation, the, the deprivation, right. All this stuff is really, really, really ugly, really gross. It's, um, it's dirty. It's filthy. Right. And that's something that I think is really, especially in a lot of Christian faiths. We were kind of talking about this last week, actually. We were talking about some other kind of uh, uh, other Christian faith traditions and things and how some choose to maybe emphasize uh, just on the resurrection. Like, we don't, we, you know, the passion was this kind of bad thing that happened. The crucifixion was this kind of dark thing that happened. And so we acknowledge mm-hmm. it happened and whatever, but let's move on. Let's get back to the resurrection, mm-hmm. right? And this is kind of the beauty of, of our faith and our faith tradition as Catholics is that, yes, absolutely. We, you know, we have Easter Sunday, we have the resurrection, we have the bells, we have the smoke, we have the, uh, the white vestments that father wears, the hallelujahs, everything. But i you know, especially in Lent during Advent, these are all times to steep ourselves back into that, kind of mire and, and, and the dirtiness of, of what happened on that good Friday and what it was kind of, you know, um, because we don't get desolation 
Well, as, uh, you know, I, I try to tell, you know, my fundamentalist friends uh, that, you know, there's no resurrection. There's no Easter Sunday to celebrate without there being Good Friday. Yep. Without without the passion, then there's nothing to, there's no resurrection to celebrate. Uh-huh. So, you know, that that's the power. You want to talk about the power of the expression, the greatest expression of love. It's not so much the, re- the resurrection is like the benefit. Okay. It's the passion. Right. Okay. Um, and you know, gee, if, if Peter and the other guys had this idea of, you know, that could have happened, Jesus could have said, okay, we'll, we'll destroy our enemies and we'll, we'll, we'll rule the world because, you know, the, the devil tempted him to that. Right. So, uh, you know, we'll roll the world. We, we will rule the world together, but you know what? Hey, don't laugh at me, <laughs> but you know what? Um, guess what? In the process, Peter and all of you guys and the rest of the world, you're going to lose your souls. Mm. If I don't do this, what I have to do, then humanity is doomed forever. Yeah. We will all lose our souls. Yeah. Not Jesus, of course, right. but you, Peter, and the rest. Well, right? So, so yeah. it, this is how it has to be. Yep. And how, how, looking at history, did Peter gain the world, right? Uh, did we have this unbroken tradition of, of the papacy and of Peter's bones and veneration at his grave and the city of Rome holding prominence, right? It was by dying. I mean, Peter gained notoriety. Peter gained uh, world famousness, right? He gained all this stuff He, without losing his soul, right? He lost his life. Yeah. He had to go through that Good Friday. He had to go through the Passion in order to, to uh, well, you know, he to, had to come to, out on the other side, right? He had to collaborate with Jesus in his Passion so that he could celebrate and, and, in, and, jo- and join in with Jesus uh, in his resurrection. Right, right. You know, which is for all of us. Yeah. Even though, we, you know, we chances are you won't get, well, this day and age, I don't know. But right. chances are you won't be martyred. But you know what? We all suffer a martyr's death in one way or another. If it's not a physical being put to death, I mean, just, you know, surviving the temptations and that are flung at us and, and just daily persecutions from nonbelievers and, and uh, you know, detractors to the faith and so on, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and in a lot of ways, too, is that as 21st century Americans um, or just 21st century people in general, we really actually, if you look at the grand scheme of things, have it pretty dang easy. Mm-hmm. Right. Looking at looking at persecutions that a lot of our saints had to face even super recently. Right. In the Soviet Union, you know, uh, 1920s Mexico. Right. Like you don't have to go back over 100 years to find really horrible um, darkness against Christians and persecutions, right? And so we, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, have it pretty dang easy. We're not used to suffering. We're not used to being uncomfortable, right? Um, you know, we're used to hopping in an air-conditioned car and then driving to church, you know, not walking, you know, God knows how far will bullets whiz over your head, right, to, to make it a Sunday Mass. And so um, I think that there's maybe a reflection point for all of us, Um of, and, and, and I don't know, Father, maybe you're better at phrasing this um, than I am, but kind of living out that Lenten, uh, a little bit of that Lenten promise and Lenten sacrifice outside of Lent, right? Mm-hmm. We know a lot of people give up meat on mm-hmm. Fridays anyway, or give up meat on Wednesdays and Fridays and things like that to keep the sacrifice going. Well, who says we have to fast only during Lent? Exactly. Exactly. You know, we, we can fast every, and in fact, by the way, it's physically good for a person. Mm-hmm. So on Wednesday or Friday or Friday or Wednesday or both days, right? You can fast. Doesn't mean you starve yourself the whole day, but you, you know, you, yeah. you cut way back and, and it's a good thing. So, you know, and then uh, to make sacrifices, we're always making sacrifices. Every time, by the way, we say no to sin. Okay. Cause we want to say yes to sin. 
So when we say no to it, then we're making a sacrifice. When we say yes to things that we really don't want to say yes to, like what? Personal, uh, you know, sacrifices or helping a neighbor in need, especially when it's not convenient. Okay, I just sat down to watch the game and my neighbor needs my help. Well, okay, so I, I make that personal sacrifice. That's, you know, it's all a part of it. Absolutely, because... Right, as St. Paul says in Romans, um, the uh, the second reading from that past Sunday's gospel, says, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, your spiritual worship. Mm. Do not be conformed, do not conform yourself to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that you may discern what is the will of God. Very good. Right? Now, by the way, do you think Jesus was, was he calling Peter Satan or was Jesus speaking to Satan himself? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I mean, I, I, I think of I think of Satan as an adversary, right? And I think in that way, Peter was pitting himself as an adversary against Jesus. And so, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't think that Peter was possessed or anything like that, or had Satan inside right. of him. So I, I think that, insofar as Peter was adversarial to Jesus and the plan of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Because constantly throughout salvation history, who's trying to stop Jesus from being born? Right back in Bethlehem, mm-hmm. that's Satan. Right, he he right. he inspires Herod to kill all the firstborns and the firstborn children, male sons in the land. Right, right. So it's Satan constantly throughout salvation history trying to stop the crucifixion and the resurrection from happening. And so in this way, Peter steps up as that adversary. You know, oh, you can't get crucified. That's not going to happen. We can't. No, come on. That's too hard, or that's too, that's too brutal. Right. That can't be. That can't happen. So I think in that way. Um, it, much like how we say, like there's types of Christ, maybe in the same kind of respect, there's like a type of, of Satan, well, or I would type say, of the I, devil, right? I would say anytime we have a mindset that is contrary to the will of God, then we are allying ourselves with Satan himself. Yeah. You, you see I, what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we think the way Satan does as human beings do, who are not united or, or thinking in the mindset of Christ, who is God. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Tony, thanks for your contribution. I was, yeah, you're I was welcome. Honestly, no I wasn't problem. sure if you were still breathing over there. <laughs> maybe I'm holding my breath. That's the quietest I've ever seen you on a podcast. <laughs> you guys are doing brilliant. I don't have anything to add. Yeah, well, you, you know, know what Facebook it is? Facebook the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Actually, I was, I was kind of looking over the readings. I, I'm struggling with these readings, to be honest. I don't, um, I think what you said is I would be completely on board with. Mm. Yeah, I have nothing really good to add. I had a, uh, can I just tell you as an aside, uh, speaking about distractions and stuff about my Sunday mass experience. Where? Um, I, I went down to um, to this uh, this church very close to where I live. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's a lot of homeless population down there sure. and stuff. And yeah, so, of course. Is it on 4th Street? It's a downtown, um, it's a downtown parish. It's, it's, yeah, it's in some, in somewhere in a downtown that has a lot of... A lot of uh, homeless street people, people, street yeah. people, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Oh, I and see. So, uh, uh-huh. And so there, it was just, it was just kind of a systematic. Everything there's kind of that could possibly have gone wrong goes wrong, right? Yeah. The, the priest who was saying mass had actually clipped his microphone on the inside of his vestments, right? And so like it's making all kinds of noise. Just this yeah. Horrible noise. Can he not hear that? So well, he can he's hear. An, but he he's an older remedy, priest. He's so. a little bit older. He's so, like yeah. a retired. Oh, man. I, get, I get so couldn't quite figure out how to like uh, remedy it and stuff. And so I apologize. The sacristan comes out and like helps him fix it. And so then, okay, we're doing that. And then, uh, um, 
during the, during the gospel, you know, right after that gets fixed, uh, then this guy, I, I don't know what his background is or whatever, but just walks right up to the ambo at the top of the sanctuary steps and throws himself face down in front of the ambo, makes a huge scene for everybody inside the church. And, you know, all the ushers and like six guys run up there to try and get him out of there. And it's this whole thing going on. And <laughs> it's three feet from the priest who's reading the gospel, by the way. He's just and <laughs> trying to read the gospel while all this is going on. They get the guy out of there and then something happens in the parking lot with the guy. And so more guys run outside. And, it, and so it was almost impossible. I was hmm. telling Tony about this after the fact. It was almost impossible to, uh, to just have a prayerful experience when it was all said and done. I, I walked out of there and I was like, I literally don't know what the readings are or anything. So, <laughs> this Wow. <laughs> well, you did a remarkable uh, job of reviewing the readings um, with all that having happened on your Sunday experience. But it is, it is kind of like, you know, what happens sometimes for us when we're in the moment, which is why we do this podcast, right? Is to kind of go back over the scripture and to break it open and to make sure that we're receiving the fruits of it throughout our week besides right. uh, just that one moment. Because if we just relied on that one moment, it could definitely be turn out just like Will's experience where um, we're not able to get the fruit, you know, the fruit of the reading. So Right. Okay. Now, having said that, it's time to wrap it up because okay. we've got a little appointment outside. Yeah, we do. Okay. So, uh, listen, uh, sjvnm.org is the place to go. If you'd like to donate to our cause in our parish, in our building or church, go to donate and just scroll down and then donate. Okay. Great. sjvnm.org. Okay. All right. So next week, we're going to be reviewing the 23rd Sunday of Ordinary Time. Okay, and then we'll have some other fun stuff going on, game shows and cigar reviews and all of that. And hopefully you'll have a cigar review. And I will have a cigar review. Say goodbye, Will. Say goodbye, Tony. Bye. Goodbye, Tony. Adios, everybody. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app breadbox.